key deep. Real talk, real audit. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of Loki Deep with Ray. What I can already tell you is that this was one of the most shocking, insightful, but also the most wholesome interview that I ever had. But first of all, let me give you a little mashup of Ray songs. Yeah, I'm sure you recognize some of those. Ray came in for a little chat on the 18th of October and I was definitely overrunning my time slot that I had with her because talking to her was crazy interesting. She told me, for example, how her label massively screwed her over and forced her into working for other artists instead of her own. About the unfair treatment of mostly female vocalists in the dance industry and her journey of finally setting herself free to create her very first album after working in the music industry for over 10 years. As always, if you like this podcast, don't forget to give it a thumbs up. I'd really appreciate that. But for now, let's get started. Loki Deep. Golden abuse with Cassandra. First of all, Ray. Thank you so much for taking the time and the day to talk oh, to me. Oh, thank you. Seriously, I'm so excited about it. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> I saw so much of you and um, like, yeah, I, I kind of studied you a little bit. And it was so, I was so excited to meet you because you seem like such a nice and genuine oh, person. Oh, that's like, lovely. It's maybe going to be a great interview. Yes, it is going to be a great cool. interview. <laughs> but one thing I couldn't quite figure out mm. was um, what came first to you? releasing songs for yourself mm -hmm. or when, on a professional level, right? Yeah. Um, or writing songs for other people. Or was that Ooh. simultaneously? Um, I guess simultaneously. Technically, my very first song came out when I was 15. When you were 15? Yes. Yeah, it was How called you Need Me. It was on SoundCloud. You even know yeah. the name? Of Can course. Can you still sing it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, baby, baby. It's really cute. <laughs> Impatience. It's some like dramatic thing, but it was like a little R&B slow jam. Yeah. It was like really cute. I love that song. You do love it. It's not embarrassing yeah. to you because no, like, some of the songs on that uh -huh. mixtape was yeah. I, I can't listen to now. I'm like, oh, cringe. <laughs> but you but that particular it. song I loved. Yeah. 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 Okay. What you played on stage today? Um, I mean, it's a meaningful song. I'm playing a song from that project. You yeah, really yeah, it's called the story so far, you know. So we have to start all the way from the beginning. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. It is. So then, your first song was for yourself. Yes, and then my first songwriting credit that got placed because you know you have to write a lot of songs um, before like one gets used. Mm -hmm. So there were so many songs written with other artists or with other producers and. Stuff like that that never came out. But my first, the f my first songwriting cut that I got, I was 17. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get into that? What is the first stab, like pr on a professional level? Did you send it to producers? How do you no. approach, <sighs> approach being a songwriter? You have to write so many songs. Yeah. Like you just have to write really because you don't know what song is going to be the one yeah. that people want or what song is going to be the one that comes out you just don't know yeah and even when you know there's this thing as a songwriter you have to really not have any expectations because um you you could get to like the final stages of 
almost making it and then two days before you're like no like I had a song sounds so crushing that was like so close to being in like a Marvel film oh wow and it was so close like they were testing it in the film you know they were testing it as the credits and you're just like holding your breath and then two days before you find out you don't you didn't before get it before release yeah before the because they the songwriters are last to find out you know that's all so of this heartbreaking stuff. but you can't you just gotta be like okay cool and then we move. You can't get upset. You just have to get on with it. Like, it always happens. It's like, oh, you know, some huge person, I think, is going to cut your song. And then it doesn't happen. You're like, okay, cool. Move yeah. on. But You're just used to this disappointment as but, a songwriter. And, yeah. yeah, but at some point you had to learn to not be disappointed. And yes. also not be too married to your songs. Yes. I imagine also, if you say you write that many songs, I would be like, after I finish one single song, I would be like, that's it. That is the greatest song that I could ever produce. Okay, let's go. I want to be famous now. How can you like continue then and be like, okay, next one. Do you know, it's just, um, I think it's, it's realizing, I don't know. It's, it's, for me, it's, I love it. And I love, it's a, it's a language. They're like little stories, you know, uh-huh. I guess it's kind of like writing a poem or, you know, doing a painting, right? If you're an artist, And you paint, you're not going to do one painting a year and be like, well, that's it. But you might, you know, that might be I like your be expression. that kind of person. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> But some, you're going to have some artists who are painting every day or who wake up every morning and like, I'm going to do a little sketch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then some big then, oil canvases. Yeah. Are you then also a person who writes several songs at a time? Because if a, pa- imagine a painter could be painting different songs at different yeah. times in a day. Yes. Do you do that with songwriting yeah, as well? Yeah, I definitely enjoy. For me, um, you know, it's very important to have perspective. So your first listen of a song is like the most valued kind of objective opinion you can have. So I'm getting all technical, but no, it's no, like... go ahead. So for me, when I'm working on a song, I'll maybe sometimes work on like two at once. Mm-hmm. So I'll spend like an hour on one and then I'll pause, close the session, open a new... Because it's like you've forgotten the first song. So when you play it again, maybe a bit later in the day, you have a fresh perspective. You're like, oh, Oh. now I'm hearing it with fresh ears. That pre-chorus, no. This lyric could be better, but this hook is really giving me something. You know, just all perspective. How do you not get mixed up um, with the songs? It's like maybe... I would imagine if I like something about the hook on one song, maybe I transfer it unconsciously yeah. to the next one does that happen i mean do you know what it's all feeling um it's all like what your gut feels oh i get this feeling you know or oh there's also technical standpoints when you apply things you've learned in the past you know sometimes things can blend sometimes it's intentional it's like actually i've written a great verse on this song and a great chorus on this we could combine there's no rules it's mm. just what inspires it's like playing Tetris. Sometimes it's more <laughs> mathematical than others. Sometimes it's all about feeling, depending on you know, yeah, what the song's for, who, what its purpose is. Yeah, you know, how much, how would you say is the ratio in between um, skill, actual skill to write mm. songs and inspiration, Ooh. and maybe also talent? Um, well, that's a good question. I would say it it depends on what. The purpose of the song is so for mm. instance creating a song with the purpose to sell yeah. is very different with 
creating a song with the purpose to express something as an artist explain the or difference. to vent a yeah. feeling or as therapy or inventing a song creating a song to sell is like you know to be candid a song like bed uh-huh. which yeah. i did with joel Corey. yeah you know that that was a chorus that i had written on a pitch day so we were just writing loads of choruses big symmetrical i didn't even know that was going on yeah there's a pitch day where you just write choruses. yeah i did I just a pitch day write choruses wow. because verses and pre-choruses are easy to fill you know okay. you need a big chorus and then you just <laughs> got so a cool. folder of choruses wow. dance choruses <laughs> okay yeah all right so that was on that particular day you know and um i'd never in, even intended to um stay on it hmm. uh, as an artist it was it was me as a songwriter you yeah. know but um you know, it's like, that isn't, that is technically, technically a skill to mm -hmm. learn symmetry, you know, what makes something hooky, what makes something really sticky, mm -hmm. something that stays in your mind, something simple with a lyric that has a slight twist, but yeah. it's still simple enough that anyone can relate to it. Yeah. You know, it's creating something to sell. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not. Yeah like artistic like excellence by my standard do you yeah, know what i mean yeah, but it's a big you yeah, know of course it made the money yeah but then you have like i think where i'm at right now in my career now i'm an independent artist and i have full control over my career is um i am the opposite now like this is for me is creating with the intent to tell my stories to heal from things that have stressed me out caused me pain things that you know like even my first song I dropped was called Hard Out Here it is by no standards a big radio song mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. it's my it's like venting like yeah. there's like one big like angry like <laughs> like that's what it was to me yeah. you know but yeah. that's art for me that's medicine and for me I much personally prefer and enjoy that side did of you, things did you have to relearn how to do that in in a way, yes, it more so kind of giving myself permission, mm. you know, I think you get stuck in mindsets, you know, where I'd walk into the studio and it would be like, okay, I have a tick list of what I need to achieve, you know, I can't hand in anything be below a certain BPM, so it had to be a certain tempo, had to be a certain, you know, it had to have the same structures. In all the new music I've released, you if you listen to it, It's structure rebellion for me, like, you know, a typical song, verse, pre-chorus, verse, pre-chorus, bridge, chorus, end, maybe a double chorus at the end and a tag, you know, like for me, this new chapter has been like, I'm rebelling against every thing that I've been expected to deliver for the last couple years, you yeah. know, which is so liberating. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Hard Out Here doesn't really have a chorus. Black Mascara doesn't really have any verses. It's just like one phrase looped over and over you know escapism has like a whole pitch change key change at the end like it's just i really love <laughs> i hate rules you know I so you rules. really felt restricted in the last yeah, couple of years i definitely have yeah. yes but not anymore yeah i also saw you or heard you mentioning that writing for others felt different than writing for yourself 100%. but you also made it kind of seem that writing for yourself was more difficult mm. than for somebody else I mean, you know, someone like me, I work really well under pressure, you know, so when mm. it's like, okay, you know, there's a new artist, 
you know, you're going to go and work with them for the first time. I'm like, okay, I'm on, I'm on the way. Like, I'm like in my head, I've got to make a great impression. Yeah. I have to make sure this artist, you know, if they, if they feel anything is we have to do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like my objectives. So I'm going there with the purpose of be great at what you do. I'll come with maybe some lyric ideas or some ideas or whatever, but I come with the energy and I deliver. So it's kind of like a completely different thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of how can I help this person tell the best story possible and it's something that they love and they want to do it again. Like yeah. that's like my goals and objectives when I'm writing with like artists specifically. And then for me, it's a whole different thing because it's like, right, what story am I telling and how are we going to do it? But I don't necessarily find it uh, difficult. It's, it's just I'm, different. It's just different. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been writing for so long. It's like, it's my, it's the thing I'm most confident at in life. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's my superpower. Yeah. Like that's my time to like I don't feel scared I just feel excited you know and there's no rules there's no possibilities especially now as an independent artist I get to lift away any rule or any box or any boundary I'd have to sit within yeah I get in that room and I just feel like anything's possible what are we gonna do today there are no rules let's go it must be so liberating it is it really is (laughs) also how did you manage to restrict your feelings or circle out your ceilings in writing sessions with other people because i imagine writing songs is so personal on some kind of level but how do you keep your personal feelings out of that i think i don't keep my personal feelings out of it i'm an open book i'm like (laughs) hello like what do you want to know do you know what i mean i'm so unsecretive i'm not elusive like i'm just as open as it gets and i think this really helps me as a writer because let's talk, let's open up, let's tap in. Yeah. You know, if anything, I'm too open. Do you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> but this helps. I think maybe as a writer, it helps maybe the artists I'm working with not to feel any kind of um, fear or inhibitions. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, here's some messed up shit I've been through. Sorry, excuse my friends. You can bleep <laughs> no, out the way. That's all right. Here's some you can this. curse here. Oh, that's you can? Like, yeah, oh, wow. Wow. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's some <laughs> fucked up shit that I've been through. You know, or here's, yeah. here's how I dealt with this or yeah. I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, we're all humans and I think capturing humanness is important. Personally, for me in, in songs, it's got to be real. It's got to be raw and it's got to be explicitly honest. Otherwise... Yeah. You know what are we what are we doing? Of course, Do you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But did you ever write a song in a uh, in a writing session, and afterwards you were like, "That's so that's too personal to me. I don't want to give it away. I want to keep it." Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that There's, happened. Yeah, that this not never um in the room with an artist. Though. Okay. No, I think um empathy is a big thing as well for me. Like. You know, I'm the kind of person who will watch like a one minute clip mm-hmm. on on YouTube or on, you know, socials of someone telling their story. And then mm-hmm. I'm crying at the That's end of it. Wanna, Do you know what I mean? I'm an empath. I'm a crier. I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And I'll think about it all day. Like, yeah. you know, so for me, it's there's an honest dialogue or communication and I step into someone's shoes and I'm like, how do we tell your story? That's mm. very consciously a thing. I think if I was to ever get. Um, you know, and for me, actually, personally, as a songwriter now at the place I am in my career, I prefer not to, um, I prefer to work with artists who have 
a vision or have stories they want to tell opposed to um, mm. wanting kind of the the best version of of, of my own story. Because yeah. I don't think that's integrity. I so don't think they're that's... usually coming into the writing session with a pitch of, of a topic they want to like write about. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah. I prefer, you know, this is this is the direction I want to go in. This is the sonic I want to explore. Mm -hmm. This is how I've been feeling. This is what my intention is. This is what I want to capture. I think where it gets a bit dangerous sometimes, you know, as an artist is when you come into a room and it's like, well, I don't know. I don't really know what I want to create. Uh, what 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 do you think? Uh -huh, and yeah. I'm like, no, don't. This isn't about, you know what I mean? Because uh -huh. I can't give you my, you know, yeah. I've got to keep my eye, yeah. artistry. I'm it, here to help you tell uh -huh. your story in your way. Do you know what Definitely, I mean? Definitely, yeah. So it can I get a bit it. tricky there. Yeah. I'm going to let you sip some tea now. Oh, I'm so sorry. You. I'm going to No, you. don't be silly. <laughs> thank you. It's probably really hot anyway. Mm. Um, when, you're welcome, of course. When I started hosting a few years ago, mm. Um, I made like the unconscious but still kind of conscious decision to only name the singer of a song because mm. I, I felt like something was wrong in there, but mm. I didn't quite think about it. I was just like, no, if somebody's singing the song, I'm not going to name the producer. Why the fuck? Why the mm. fuck would I do that? There's somebody at least. And at least I s mentioned the the vocal the the person that gave the vocals yeah, first yeah and afterwards the producer well good for you or girl. i didn't even do that um then i heard an interview where you mentioned that this was kind of also an issue so i was wondering yeah is it really is it an actual issue i mean in the uh, dance industry yeah uh, it's definitely an issue in the dance industry and you know it's the thing like you don't want to be salty and negative But at the same time, there is just facts mm -hmm. and truth. And, you know, I am very vocal and passionate about this, probably because I've lived it for a bit. And also because it just annoys me um, in some cases when there are producers and dance producers who don't even create their music. They don't even make their beats. Mm -hmm. They are like just faces and they get all the credit and, and the money. And, you know, you've also got to think like from, a, from a, like, think about even live shows, right? Yeah. A DJ is pulling up with a memory stick, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Maybe some lights if they're, mm -hmm. you know, David Getter flipping pulls up with a whole flipping thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if you're like, you pull up with a memory stick, yeah. you're getting paid stupid money yeah. to, to mime a set. Half of them are miming for half an hour. I'm not, I'm just, it's the truth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And you have, singers and vocalists who are out here you have to get your hair and makeup like for me when i'm doing a show like <laughs> i have to pay my band like yeah. i have to pay for glam i have to pay for a whole thing it's not cheap do you know what i mean yeah. and you're getting paid a quarter of the cost meanwhile yeah standing there in joggers you know what i'm saying <laughs> standing there in joggers the behind a thing, yeah. a thing and you didn't even write it you're yeah. not singing it and yeah. you didn't even make the beat now i want to hurt you but obviously not hurt you but you know what i'm saying it's unfair yeah And sadly, this is just life. Like, it is kind of a metaphor for how it is, mm. you know, a lot of the time. Don't get it twisted. There are some incredibly talented DJs out there, some incredibly talented producers out there who, you know, guide their art and who see through their art and, you know, and also give respect that's due to vocalists, mm. who most of which are women most of the time, yes. you know. So this is where it becomes tricky because also yeah. most DJs, are men yeah so 
you know what I'm saying? There's an imbalance there. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets tricky. And especially in those times at the beginning of my career where, um, you know, I wasn't even, my name was never getting mentioned. People, you know, even, you know, the, the DJs I was working with, you know, I'm not allowed to be in the video or I'm not allowed any creative control or I'm not... I'm not allowed to come to the interview. They or actually not... say they don't want to have you in the, in a video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've been through all of that and stuff. Uh-huh. But then you you know you can imagine how a woman can become bitter or upset at the industry or you know, you're up. working so hard, yeah. but you're, no one knows who you are. They know the song, but no one knows who you are. Yeah, you know it's tricky. And I'm at a place where I've found my peace with with that in my past, but I don't agree with the way. That it, it unfortunately is. Did you struggle with that sometimes. mentally? Did it affect you? A hundred percent. Yeah, it was really tough. How did you not give up? I just love it so much. Mm. I believe this is what I was born to do. Yeah, and I'm a fighter. You know, I'm a find a way, yeah. make a way. <laughs> you know, also forgiveness is important. You know, mm. I think I would be a very bitter person if if I didn't know how to like let things go. Yeah, true. You know, yeah, yeah. it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, also mm. fact. But um, you managed to get out of that cycle by just asking for what you wanted, asking for the credit. Um, do you think, especially women in that kind of business and area, are too reluctant to ask for what they want? You know, they. the, th- the interesting thing is this industry makes you feel like You don't have a choice. You know, there are there are a lot of people and a lot of systems that are firmly cemented in place and can't be altered. And that I severely wholeheartedly agree with. You know, I guess there's an element of I've done a lot of I've done the time, so to speak. You know, I've worked a lot behind the scenes and I've done a lot of compromising and I've done a lot of these things. This isn't you know, this is a big thing also in like the songwriting world of which a lot of women are of which there's a lot of rules in place you know oh no we can't give songwriters a master point on the record meanwhile a producer will get four yeah. but you can't give a songwriter one no because this is the way it is you know what i mean yeah but it's it's not the way it's, it's not the way it should be there are things that go on behind the scenes that are just wrong yeah they're just wrong I don't want to like force to put uh, to pull the feminine card, but do you? How, what do you think is the ratio between male songwriters and female songwriters? Well, it there are there are male songwriters who only write songs and don't produce, but there are a lot less of them than there are producers who. Right, as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what happens is if you're the producer in the room, mm. you get a songwriting credit and you get production, you get paid when the song gets used. Mm. If you're a writer, you don't get paid mm-hmm. until two and a half years later based on the sales of the song. Yeah. But if you're a producer, you're valued up front. You're given 10K, 20K for your work in that moment. So already there's an imbalance, Yeah, you know, and usually again, the producer is a man and the songwriter is a woman in, in a lot of cases, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just tricky. Like the behind this, and this is the thing because it's behind the scenes and no one particularly really cares about songwriters because they don't understand it. A lot of people don't even know there are writers helping no, to create songs, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it is very tricky, but 
you know, for me, I'm very passionate about, you know, justice and the right thing being done. And I'm very passionate about the songwriting community because that's how I started in the industry. Mm. You know, I have an artist income. For me, it's not about money. It's about up and coming new songwriters mm. who are struggling through because systems have changed. Streaming has come forward. They haven't adjusted rates correctly for paying songwriters what they deserve. And you know what's so funny? In an industry based on songs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. So I ain't going to be quiet about this Let's until I see things change. Go, girl. Absolutely. <laughs> you can believe I'm going to be so annoying. Yeah. I've already started, you know, I've said on Twitter and like, so, you know, I'm so annoying, but I don't care. <laughs> you know, someone wanted to use a song. Someone wanted to use a song. And I went on, I went on messages and I'm like, you can use a song if you give me two points and you give me a fee. And then I screenshot it and put it on Twitter. And I'm like, songwriters, take mm-hmm. note. Like it's times, times coming where we're changing these things. What kind of feedback did you get? It was hilarious. Half, <laughs> half the industry were bitching about it. Huh. Like we're not going to give Ray her point. Who does she think she is? Like wow. rah, 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 rah. Half yeah. the industry is like angry at me. Yeah. And, and a lot of the songwriting community are like, thank you for speaking up. Like yeah. let's change shit, you know? Yeah. Is that, that's also a question I wanted to ask. What do you think how you can, or we can, people can break the cycle talking about it like you do talking about it awareness you know i think supporting you know the little people because Mm -hmm. songwriters are the little people you know people don't care about songwriters because they're not the artists you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but often songwriters are the work artists with or artists with broken dreams or artists that never made it and that just decided to you know commit to another side of the industry and help other artists put together their art you know just appreciating, you know, these people going on Spotify and searching who wrote a song, like giving, you know, l- learning about it. If if you have a favorite song, why is it your favorite song? Look at the credits. Who helped to make your favorite song? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, oh, songwriters. <laughs> like, that's like, I'm rooting for them. What a flipping tough gig though. If, yeah. if you would imagine like the 13 year old girl the 13 year old ray um mm. that was dreaming of dreaming about um making music mm. be a star be an artist what would she be disappointed oh god <laughs> and what would she be like extra cheering on oh she would be she would be very proud of some of the rooms i've been in some of the things i've achieved some of the stages i've been able to perform on She would be very proud um, because, you know, started from, had no plug in this. I had no, um, like I worked hard to open the doors for myself, you know. She would be really proud of that. I've worked very hard. Um, She would be, if I could, you know, (laughs) with the good comes so much (laughs) fuck shit. So you have to choose now. (laughs) Oh, honestly, you know, sadly, she would not go places on her own. She would always have a friend or a chaperone, definitely. Um, She would be um, cautious, sadly, a little bit less trusting. Uh, And yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting thing because you come in with a big heart and 
you know, wide eyes, you know, and then very quickly, but much like life, isn't it? Much like going from a girl to being a woman. Um, you do realise, oh, right. Life, it's got its beautiful parts, it's got its silver linings, but it definitely has its clouds, you yeah. know. Yeah. Is there an experience that you could have lived without? Many, yeah. Many experiences I could have lived without. <laughs> Um, some of which I'll talk about on this album that's coming next year. Um, you know, some of the songs I've been singing on this little tour I've been doing as well. Oh, you know, this is just part of my story. But yeah, there's definitely some traumas and some awful things that I just wouldn't wish on anyone that you just have to carry around with you. And, you know, yeah, yeah but it's part of who I am. It's part of made, what's made me who I am. And, um, you know, we can't wish to change, only to learn and educate and help spread awareness and just protect our future girls from um, ever being in, yeah. you know, having to go through that. Yeah. yeah. Wild. You turned the darkness into beautiful, beautiful songs and beautiful, beautiful gifts that you share with other people. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's it's just, you know, in life you're dealt what you're dealt, you know, there's, you know, you have to um, take what you're given and work out how to turn the lemon into lemonade, as Beyonce said, or the, you know, the, turn the, the sour grapes into wine, you know. Yeah. Just what music is, yeah. essentially. Yeah, kind of. Mm. But there's also congratulations to to your new album oh, that is about to come out. I'm so excited. <laughs> My first one. Oh, bloody hell. So let's talk about that because you really had to struggle to get there, <laughs> okay. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell I me did. about that. Well, I waited a long time, you know. I think when I was at my previous label, they kind of decided that I wasn't the album's girl, you know. I was a singles girl. I was better making a certain kind of music. And I understand, you know, in hindsight, it's a business, right? But... For me, it's not. It's just so personal, you know. I It's a lifelong dream and, you know, I want to be an artist who creates bodies of work and, and I have no restriction around that. You know, for me, I never did this for the money. I never mm. did this to, like, be number one in the chart or to sell whatever inch of my soul in order to achieve that, you know, mm. or compromise was never something I was ever into or interested in. It was just something that I had to learn. Yeah. You know, if you do this or if you can achieve that, then you can do this, you know, leverage just, you know, but you had sadly, you know, um, white men on my label and this isn't to bash, you know, it's just men yeah. or to bash white people. It's not that, but it's just for facts. Yeah. You know, there's a guy who I'm really good mates with, And he's like, oh, I had a completely different experience there. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, they were like, you're, you're the album's guy. And I'm literally there like, I've been waiting seven years to put an album to out. To be honest, and I didn't I'm even not... know there was such a thing as singles guy or a girl, an album's guy or yeah. girl. What is that kind of category? You know? That's so strange. Yeah, so I was the designated rent-a-vocal feature girl, singles No bodies of work. There's no budget for that. There's no room in the budget for that. But, you know, meanwhile, you've got... This is when I knew something was really messed up. It was just um, there was a a kid who just got signed to the label. And I went on um Instagram 
when I was looking at him, he had like something like 400, 500 followers, like really young, up and coming yeah. new kid. And they'd given him a budget to, to release an album. And I'm literally sat there like, <laughs> I, I have to, you told me I have to earn it. So what did he have to do to earn it? Because he's just signed to you and he's allowed to create a body of work. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. It was just, I was just singled out yeah. from the jump really. Um, but yeah, you have to let those things go. Otherwise mm-hmm. you can become really, you know, you know, hurt and really confused and really just like, why, why do I deserve that? Yeah. I think it's maybe being a woman, being also delivering them a formula that had worked because I'm a writer and I can write dance songs or whatever, you know, it was like, no, you need to stick to the formula and keep doing that. Um, uh, how were you or how did, did you manage to cut the ties then? I went on Twitter and I was like, let me go. I just reached a point where I was like, I would rather quit than be, than, than keep doing this, um, this way. And I'd never once since I was 10 years old committed to my career ever felt like giving up ever. Yeah. But this is the point where it like mentally, physically even impacting me now where I'm like having to go out and fake that I love music that I'm putting out and putting my name to that I'm not proud of. And that is not me. And that is not what I want to be doing just so that I could try and do enough to earn being able to release an album or bodies, bodies of work. It's just really sad because to me, music is my life. Yeah. You know, it's my heart and soul. Yeah, I feel that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I and then I'm out here faking it yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. No. How long was it though? It was seven years. Seven years? Well, yeah, when I first struggling signed. that much? I had, when I first signed, I had, um, I had an album. I was 17. Yeah. And I was like, I'm ready. You know, the second I put pen to paper, I was like, okay, well, we're going to pause that for a while, uh-huh. you know. You've got to start building a fan base. So we're going to so start with EPs. So thinking you could release an album. Oh, they yeah. were like, no, that's yeah. not going to And I signed a four album deal and they didn't let me release one. Seven wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, I helped a lot of, well, I was part of a lot of um, other artists on that label writing songs for their albums. Yeah. And I couldn't it's even. So horrible. No, it's horrible. Yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Does the struggle that you have had to go through make you makes you extra proud of the album now oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it didn't happen in the way i thought it would you know because a lot of the songs are songs that have existed for a long time songs yeah. i've had for years yeah um so i kind of feel like this album is like broken bits of glass that i've kind of polished away at and made this kind of mosaic opposed to you know a painting you yeah. know what i mean yeah. but it's it's imperfect and it's just eccentrically me and I'm so <laughs> flipping excited it doesn't feel real yeah but h- how did you approach the the concept for them out al- for the album then is it like did you know from the beginning oh this is going to be my favorite songs from the last seven years that I wrote or was it that you really wanted to s- tell a different story from top to, mm. to bottom well I guess I had the the title a couple of years back my 21st century blues and I knew that I wanted to tell Stories about different themes. So I had like titles, you know, and, and stories that I wanted to cover. You know, Ice Cream Man is a song on the album that covers, it talks about kind of like rape and, and abuse and kind of like dark stuff that I went through in my past. And, you know, like, so like that's one, you know, and then I had a song like Escapism where I wanted to talk about 
you know, and there's another song on there that talks about that. It's just like addictions and, and running away from reality and how you process trauma and how you process, you know, not being able to exist in a in your sober mind, you know, which is intense. But like I had stories I wanted to cover, body dysmorphia, mm. you know, dealing with like eating disorders and, and tricky things. Again, like all things I had to kind of hide and and keep to myself and deal with on my own. Mm. You know, that's, this album is kind of just expressing all of that song called, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's real, but it's honest and it's just... Yeah you know my blues and being a woman in the 21st century and my thoughts and my it's just very honest very open very raw you know but it's medicine it's my medicine yeah is there a song on the album that is especially dear to your heart or that uh, was especially hard to write or one that that's just emotionally stands out to you probably ice cream man yeah what that, about it it's just i can't sing it without completely breaking down like it's even just think yeah it's 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 every time you sing it or talk about it or whatever you evoke the place that you know I, I was when I first wrote it it's it's just um you know it's sad yeah sad it's a sad but but empowering song but it's pretty sad hmm. how would you manage to sing that song on stage I just about manage yeah. and I will definitely need therapy when I put it out, you know, and have to sing it a lot more. Yeah. But I'm sure it will get easier with time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The album is coming out in February. You know? I know. That's such a long time until then. I mean, you waited seven years. How can you wait just a single day? I mean, I've waited seven years. Like, I, I've waited so long. But you must be so patient. Seriously. Patience is something I was not born with, but I have had to learn how to find it. <laughs> well, you're, you're really good at it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, oh. Is there a question from the whole conversation we had? Um, that you wish I would have asked you? Oh, um, no, I feel like this has been a pretty detailed, lovely Thank conversation. <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot of topics. I wasn't fishing for compliments. No, no, no I'm just really being like, honest. Okay, okay I'm good. just being honest. Like, Thank you. this has been, you know, thorough, not surface level. Like, we've yeah. gone deep. Like, yeah. it's been a real lovely, real yeah. conversation. Yeah, the, lo uh, the podcast is called Loki Deep. So, oh, amazing. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously, it was so much fun. Oh, what a pleasure. Oh, wait, when when are you going to go on tour with the, with the album then? I have are not officially to... said yet. Okay. So I can't really say, but, okay. um, you know. We just keep an eye out. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, watch, your, watch your Twitter, I learned, <laughs> not Instagram. Yeah, no, Twitter is the place I know, to go. I, apparently I love Twitter. <laughs> I always be talking on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> always be typing on there. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ray. Thank you, darling. Low-key deep. Golden abuse with Cassandra.